fue. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, brand new from The Manipulators with It's Excruciating. And The Manipulators are going to be playing tomorrow at Neptune Records as part of Record Store Day. They're on at 4 p.m. at Neptune Records. There's also going to be stuff happening at Scratch Records and at Red Cat Records and all the other record stores in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Record Store Day. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Vivi Brown from London, England, an interview I did at South by Southwest this year, and also a brand new interview with Florence from Florence and the Machine from Camberwell, England, UK. Florence just played this past weekend, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and also an interview with Foxy Shazam from Cincinnati, Ohio, who are playing 
tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the venue. To prepare you for Foxy Shazam, here is some Foxy Shazam on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, and in an interview with Vivi Brown, then an interview with Florence and the Machine, and in an interview with Foxy Shazam. Are you? 
am Vivi Brown. Vivi Brown, welcome to South by Southwest 2010. I know, it's my very first American festival here. And they're making you get up at 7 a.m.? You did a gig at 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. and 500 people were there to see us play. It didn't, it didn't feel like the morning. When I woke up, I was like a zombie, but as soon as the music was playing, it was, it was all good. Vivi Brown, I wanted to ask you about somebody. Your name is... Vivi Brown. <laughs> Could you please tell me, and I have a gift for you, from Ruth. Oh, how sweet. Who is this? Who is this? Who, can you, who is this? Ruth Brown is a rock and roll singer, and she's amazing. She had a tambourine, and she'd hit it, and she goes, Mama, you treat your daughter me. Like that. And she's like my, one of my idols. A Ruth Brown pin for Vivi. So sweet that you got this. I'm going to put it on my clothes. And speaking of clothes and such, Vivi Brown, you were commenting that you have my pants. I have your pants exactly, and I actually bought them from Glasgow. When we were on tour, we went to Scotland, and I bought them. It's very similar. I got mine from Japan, imported from England. Oh, right. Yours are very travelled then. Vivi Brown, you also love ska, Rude Boys and Vespas. I love Scars, Ruboys and Fest. I love arrogant, sexy men and I love Scar and I've got a blue Vespa in London and I drive around on it all the time and sometimes I drive around on it to think when I feel sad. Did you ever see any ska bands when you were growing up? Any local ska bands? Yes, I did. I saw one called the, um, the Reggae Punks. Um, there was one called Scaratic. What about the Big Head? Uh, I've not seen that one, but that sounds rude. <laughs> That's rude boys, right? That's what you love. <laughs> Maybe not that rude. <laughs> the conservative in me is still screaming away a little bit. The English conservative. So those local ska bands, did they influence you to get into a funk band? Because you were kind of in ska punk, ska funk. Yeah, um, I guess. I think it was more my parents' record collection that got me into my funk band because they listened to a lot of ska and punk and funk and soul and blues and everything. So that's what got me interested in the beginning. And it got you to Japan at 15. Yes, and I didn't see your pants, otherwise I would have bought them. Oh, thank you so much, Vivi Brown. But yeah, Japan was a trip when I was young. I was so young, so everything was ridiculous. They had mobile phones where you could take pictures back then, and that was just like the future. I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm in a sci-fi movie right now. Vivi Brown, your dad wanted to be a punk, thinks he's a punk, but he's an opera singer. Explain. Well, he's actually, he tries to be an opera singer, so he actually thinks he's a punk and thinks he's an opera singer. But actually, he's just a football fanatic accountant, you know. He's very funny man, my dad. Very eccentric, funny guy. I love my daddy. But back in the 70s, didn't he have like a leather jacket and didn't he hang around some of the punk rockers? Yeah, my dad had a motorbike and a jacket and he used to go around in those those groups, those motorbike groups where they would all ride together. And so was he a mod or a rocker? It sounds like he might have been a rocker. I think he was more a rocker than a mod because he was m not nerdy. He was very tough. Um... And he listened to Queen. He liked Queen. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, forced to listen to Queen on the way to school. So I, I'm kind of like a Freddie Mercury fan by, by force. But you almost were an Ian Dury fan, weren't you? 
Injury, God, you know so much. It's great. Yeah, I love Injury. I actually got offered to be in the movie with Injury. I was going to play his girlfriend, but because of work commitments, I couldn't do it, which was a shame. Vivi Brown, what is the secret sausage? <laughs> the secret sausage. Um, the secret sausage. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm trying to think of something clever. Um, it's your hair machine. Oh, my hair. I'm to I've totally got my head in the gutter. I was thinking about something else. The secret sausage is my hair. <laughs> um, and it takes a lot of work. Pins, hairspray. But um, there's actually a website now called the VV Roll where it teaches you how to do my hair. So And Beyonce, did you see the Gaga movie? The Gaga video. Beyonce has my secret sausage. She has my hairstyle, so that's quite good. And it's not on display right now, is it, Vivi Brown? No, I'm wearing a hat today because it's so early in the morning, I just couldn't be bothered to do my hair. So if you see me with a hat, it means I'm in a lazy mood. We well, wear hats on stage. You have amazing hats on stage and face masks. You're bringing back the face mask. I love masquerade masks. And yes, I want my shows to be really expressive. I want people to come and have an experience. I don't just want it to be me and my band. It needs to be like art. And I can't wait till we have a budget to be able to do installations art and you know magician tricks and things and stuff so it's a real show how about the toilet winding up here vivi brown the toilet toilet echo that's important for vivi brown it is it's very important i write most of my songs in the toilet because of the echo like you said the acoustics are brilliant in my house and i made my comic book my comic book idea i did on the toilet so the toilet in my life is very important most of my eureka moments come from when i'm taking a poo or something Vivi Brown, Iggy Pop. Have you seen his insurance ad? He has an ad for insurance, Iggy Pop. Yes, I have. It's very kind of big in England. It's quite a weird association, like the lord of all things cool with insurance. But I, that contradiction, I guess, makes the, the irony of it all. And you, Vivi Brown, have a song, Leave, which is used for a French bank. I did, yeah. Leave was in this um, advertisement called the BMP, which... BMP is a the the I think it's the I don't know what it is the Bank National Bank of Paris or something, um, and our song was there and it actually started everything for us in France and we ended up getting a number one album there. Because you could get a bank card from them at all. I was curious. We got nothing from them. I wish that they would have given me free money. <laughs> you were on later though with Carla Bruni. Yes, I got to meet her. She was very graceful. Um, and I actually met the president's son, who gave me his number. <laughs> what does he look like? He's, Is he as dashing as the president? He's okay. <laughs> he's all right. You mentioned you don't really like L.A. that much, but you love the vintage stores there, and you got a great horse riding hat. What was so great about that horse riding hat? How do you know all this information? It's so personal. Do you follow me on Twitter? Well, I just love Vivi Brown. Oh, well, I, I'm learning to love L.A. I didn't like it before, but I'm learning that L.A. is very subcultural, so it's about what kind of friends you have. And the vintage shops I love, and I did buy a horse riding hat, um, which I sadly lost. I left it on the, the plane. What was good about that particular hat? Because you were really excited to get that hat. I don't know. It fitted my head perfectly and it didn't look like a horse riding hat. It looked like a hat but it was a horse riding hat so it was kind of cool fashion because it was a hat but you know, it was just cool. Were you really into hip-hop battles, Vivi Brown? That's how I got my name, Vivi. 
Um, I used to be an MC in the playground when I was young and I listened to De La Soul and Jay Dilla. I loved hip hop back then and I still do. And I was really good. Do you think you can take us out with a little rap here for me, Nardwarty Human Serviette, a little freestyle here, Vivi Brown? Oh, I don't know. Maybe mentioning Ruth Brown, uh, Tartan Pants. Let me see, let me see. Hats. Yo, yo. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I'm just, I, I need a beatbox. Can you beatbox? Yo, 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 my name is Cole Vivi Brown And I'm in Austin town And I like to listen to the songs of Ruth Brown And I can't really rap And I'm doing comic books and stuff like that And I'm gonna stand here and do my thing Yo, yo, chicken wing Alright, Vivi Brown in the house I'm not really a rapper though I mean, I can rap a bit But that was like freestyle So well, don't don't judge me on that performance I can, when I get my pen and my pad I can, I can do some conscious lyrics for you Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Vivi Brown? Um, just keep doing you, be you, and enjoy my music. Check me out. We're on a lovely organic journey, evolving and developing. And watch us along the way. You know, it's been it's fun. And thank you very much to everyone that supports us along our way. I appreciate it a lot. And check out my comic book on www.thecityofabacus.com. That will be available May 7th. And that's it, me, Vivi Brown. Well, thanks much, Vivi Brown. Keep on rocking in the free world and do... Do-do-loo-doo. Do-do-eh. Song, that kind of silly.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, V.V. Brown with Shark in the Water. And before that, an interview with V.V. Brown. Coming up, an interview with Florence and the Machine, and also Foxy Shazam, who are playing tonight at the venue in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Before Florence and the Machine, the interview with Florence Machine that I did. Here's some Atom and his package. Florence and the Machine, Atom and his package. Here's Atom and his package with hats off to Halford and in an interview with Florence and the Machine and then Foxy Shazam all on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwardy Human Surreal. you i'm florence from uh london from florence and the machine yes <laughs> i'm scared you're gonna hit me in the face with that <laughs> welcome to vancouver british columbia canada florence <laughs> thank you for having me i have a gift for you right off the bat really yes it is a 12 inch single from your friend pharaoh munch oh my god i love pharaoh munch thank you tell the people about pharaoh munch um, well, I can't tell you that much about him, just that um, he's like one of my favorite artists, I think. And um, Simon Says is one of my favorite songs of all time. Pretty much. When I was like 15, that was pretty, pretty much what we were like singing along to. We used to go to this like hip-hop club in Covent Garden in London. Uh, it was pretty fun. <laughs> so I thought something to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Kind of you. I love Vancouver. Everyone's so nice. Florence, I was curious, is it true that you drink stuff that gets thrown up on stage? What is, what someone gives, I, I wouldn't drink things that someone had thrown up on stage. <laughs> but I mean, it gives people, sometimes people send me like sh- shots and drink up on stage, but you've got to be careful. I mean, I check what it is first. <laughs> 
Because at Tea in the Park, you did that, didn't you? Yes, and in New York, actually, the other day, someone gave me a tequila shot on stage. Tequila equals bruises <laughs> at the after party because tequila induces much flailing dancing and I bruise very easily so how do you check if it's okay Florence I'm curious you just gotta have faith <laughs> gotta have faith in the fans that they're not trying to poison you Florence do you have your own fabric yes I do I have two three liberties prints that I designed um, and they're called Grace this is my sister's name Sad Sack which is my best friend's nickname which is quite nice because you could make a sack out of Sad Sack cloth if you wanted to and one's called Florence because <laughs> that's my name but yeah I got to pick them out and one of them's from the 15th century really? Hmm? how did they get that? Well, they have an archive of all the Liberty prints that have ever been, like, since, you know, really, really, really early on. And you can just go through and pick out the ones you like. Florence, you used to follow around punk bands. And I'm curious, what particular punk band did you follow around? Um, I was, like, friends with these, like... In where I grew up in Campbell, there was a lot of... Uh, punk bands that were formed at the Campbell Art College where I went and one of them was called Ludes and they were like a kind of bluesy punky band and I became really good friends with them and one of the Ludes was actually my first guitarist because I know a band called The Phobics from Camberwell. Really? Yes, and the lead singer Tom said he may have given you a ticket to all tomorrow's parties. Do you remember anything about that? I remember going to all tomorrow's parties. I don't quite remember Tom from The Phobics, though. I don't know if he did give me a ticket. But I went, I definitely went one time. He said that you owes him some money. <laughs> I don't think so. How about the band The Violets? Have you heard of them? No. Are they from Camberwell too? Yes, I think they're from Camberwell. Yeah, I've, I think I just read something about them. The Violets. Are they three girls? I think it's a girl singer. Mm, I don't know. I don't know them. And the Cherry Reds, a punk band? Wow, this is all Camberwell glitterati. No, I don't know them either. I've got to get back to Camberwell. The scene's back, it seems. <laughs> So, Florence, here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I understand that Canada cured your amnesia? Yes, I was getting, um, I was getting all the words for dog days wrong for the whole tour. Well, not the words, I was just, like, forgetting one part. So every time we'd have an extended drum breakdown, it seemed, but actually it was just because I was missing out, like, a whole part of the, <laughs> of the song. And, and the, when I played a gig in Toronto... It, finally remembered it so yeah Canada comes through yes it did now Camberwell Boris Karloff is from Camberwell oh really and Boris Karloff famous movie actor Frankenstein lived in Vancouver for a bit a connection <laughs> amazing a Camberwell Vancouver connection but there's more you like Feruza Bulk yes who lived in no way yes no way no no way are you serious yes she lived in Vancouver that up no, she lived in Vancouver for Rusa Bulk. I thought you were going to say she lived in Camberwell. I was like, whoa. Oh, I can imagine she lived in... I, I was about to, like, lose, like, lose it because I thought Rusa Bolt came from Camberwell, but Vancouver's still pretty cool. But you like Rusa, though, the craft. That was important for Florence, right? That was important. Um, yeah, huge film for me. But more Camberwell-Vancouver connections, well, kind of, because you like Hot Hot... Hot Hot Heat? Yes, who are living in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did a really good song with Lightspeed Champion, actually, um, who's a friend of mine. 
Florence, you seem to be fascinated by cutting. Cutting? What do you mean? The circumcision of Christ. No, not particularly. I don't. Saint Agatha. Oh, Saint Agatha. What with her, with the she cut off her own breasts and put them on a plate. That was just. I think that was just a real like. When my mum took me to a lot of Italian churches when I was a kid, and I think that was one freeze that sort of stuck with me because it was a pretty violent image. There's a connection out of Florence between cutting nipples and breasts, isn't there? Why? Your harpist, didn't he almost have his tits ripped off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he um, he uh, was doing a gig and he thought it would be cool to put like bicycle clamps on his nipples to, you know, so they would flash underneath his vest the whole time. And I, after a while, he was like, oh my God, this is really hurting. But he couldn't stop playing. And this was at the time he had, he's like the punk harpist. He had like bright pink hair and these bicycle clips flashing. And he was like, oh, this is really painful. This is really painful. But he kept going all throughout the whole show. And then when the show ended, he looked down, his whole shirt was soaked in blood. And when he took the clamps off, it, yeah, it was kind of flat. <laughs> But yeah, he is, uh, he's the rock and roll harpist. I have another Canadian connection for you, Florence. Uh-huh. You love Little House on the... Prairie! Oh my God, that's so cool. Thank you so much. I'm not sure if this is a gift, uh, but this is Little House on the Prairie. How does this connect to Florence and the Machine? Uh, when I was a kid, I was really obsessed with Little House on the Prairie. And um, me and my sister used to, like, make our bunk beds into the house. And then the rest of the room would be the prairie. We would have, like, a, a towel for a lake and stuff. But it was... I was, like, really boring. <laughs> it's actually signed by Nellie Olson. That's signed by Nellie Olson. But she's not... But she is not on the lunchbox. Nellie... There's Nellie right here. Nellie Olson. There she is. And believe it or not, there's a Canadian connection because her mom was born in Vancouver. Oh, my God. Nellie Olson's mom was born in Vancouver and was the voice of Casper the Friendly Ghost. No way. Nellie Olson's mom was the voice of Casper the Friendly Ghost. Casper the Friendly Ghost. I have some lyrics for you here, Florence, from Nick Cave. Bukowski was a jerk, but Berryman was the best. Oh, I love John Berryman so much. What can you tell the people about John Berryman? Um, John Berryman is one of my favorite poets. Um, and my favorite collection is probably Dream Songs, I think. And he was a very famous, um, sort of quite, uh, tra- sort of tragically. Uh, he, he died of, of drinking John Berryman, but he is a really uh, just my favorite poet ever. This is wonderful. You love a lot of that stuff, but your mom's totally into that. Is that true that your mom can lecture for like five hours about gloves? <laughs> it wasn't five hours. It was... Um, That's awesome, the lecturing about gloves. Yeah, she, well, she's a professor of Renaissance art history, and... Um, when she's lecturing about gloves, this particular pair of gloves was scented. So what then she went on to do is analyse why the gloves were scented and what smell actually meant to Renaissance people. So because you either had like men have wet, hu- women have wet humours, men have dry, and though you know musk is for men and certain other smells are for women, and it's supposed to keep away diseases. So well, it sunk in. She's a good teacher. I love the smell part. That's awesome, Florence. It's like all uh, loads of like Renaissance clothes were impregnated with smells because they thought that disease was carried by smell. 
Now, I have another book I want to ask you about, Florence, from Florence and Machine. This particular book right here is called Recollections of Three Reigns. Yes. And it's by this guy, Sir Frederick Ponsonby, and he was a personal assistant to basically Lady Gaga, Kanye West, and Jay-Z. <laughs> Some important people. Now, if you open up this book right here to the mark that I have there, who did the intro to this book right here? Who did the intro? Oh, my God. My grandfather. I thought that's amazing. Your grandfather did the intro to this book about Lady Gaga, Jay-Z, and Kanye West. What can you tell the people about your grandfather and his writing? My grandfather, um, my grandfather was the editor of the... Telegraph, which is a newspaper in England, and he also was a journalist. He was actually at the um, Nuremberg trials. He did a piece on the Nuremberg trials there. So, yeah, he's got like a few books. This is amazing. Wow. How crazy. Now, also what's really interesting is, is it true Top Gun, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, your uncle? Yes. What's his name? Uh, his name is John Stockwell. And also you have a relative that acted with Warhol, too. Is that the same person? No, I don't think there's one. He, he, he said it was Andy Warhol's favorite. You Andy Warhol, I think. Um, but, I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Because I did check and there was a Charles Welch. I don't think that's, no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a relative of mine. Florence, winding up here, I have some quotes. Get your pins out. <laughs> That's what all the women, female video directors I've worked with have been saying to me. <laughs> and why is that? That's your legs, right? Your yeah, pins? I think, like, w women, especially female video directors, are all about showing the legs. Girls love legs. And another quote, Florence. Quote, I'm so broke. I'm just this hungry guy eating rice. And it's hard. I don't know. Who might have said that that knows you? That co-wrote something on your CD? Oh, was that was that Dev? Dev from Lightspeed yeah. Champion. Yeah, he um, that was like yeah he he was like he hungry. Got, He's hungry now. He got but he got really like he got like misquoted I think because he got like full credit for all of the songs he wrote with me and he emailed me to say that he was sorry but he was misquoted. So it's like, he's my really good friend. Florence, another quote. For God's sake, Florence, please put a sock in it. Uh, that's my dad, <laughs> I think. What can you tell me about Dulwich? What's Dulwich like? Dulwich is very nice. Um, it's like a sort of, it's a, I suppose it's the only like village-like place in London, really. And that's where like Tom Cruise was hanging out. Do you ever see Tom Cruise there? Didn't he live there for a while? Uh, do you know what? That never happened. Him and Nicole were apparently looking at a house. When I was going to school, we used to drive past the house and be like, oh, that's where they might live. But they never, they looked at a house, but they never moved there. No Tom Cruise in Dulwich? Nuh-uh. What about Deptford, the Crossfields Festival? Deptford. Oh, I used to spend a lot of time in Deptford. Because that's a big festival. It's like the longest running festival in English history or something like that? Yeah. I like Deptford. Lastly here, Florence, I wanted to give you a gift to give to the XX. Okay, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and what it is, is I tried to do an interview with the XX, but both times I've been in Vancouver, they've been too busy. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having the time for me, Nardwar, to Human Serviette Florence. No problem. I wanted to give them a gift of, right here, Adina Howard, that they like to DJ at their after party. Oh, wow. What are XX 
after parties like? Could you pass us on to them? Yeah, sure, I will. You know, they were here yesterday, actually, but um, I, I saw them in New York as well. But they're, I mean, the XX are great. They're really fun. They're really sweet people. I love them. They're really good friends. Your managers were the queens of noise, or are the queens of noise, or one of the queen of noise. Yes. Now, speaking of Ponsonby, what I was curious, what happened to their enemy column? I loved it, and then one day it just stopped. <laughs> I think they've moved on. They just forgot to hand it in? They had other, other, they had other things to deal with, I think. And Florence, have you thought about playing any, with any of the other and bands? For instance, you are Florence and the... Machine. But there's also Adam and his... Ants. Package. <laughs> and your nickname is Flo... Flossie. Flossie, and there is a band called Flossie and the Unicorn. Oh, that's cute. Which is amazing, because Miss Pussycat, it's music that you can have to puppet shows. Oh, that's so cute. And Quintron is in the band, the amazing spellcaster Quintron. Excellent. That's so cute. Music for puppet shows. I like that. Well, Florence from Florence and Machine, anything else you want to add to people out there at all? Um, well, I've had a really, really nice day in Vancouver. I think it's lovely, and I'd like to come back. Why should people care about Florence and Machine? Why should people care, Florence? don't have to. I mean, if you come to the show and you like it, you know, uh, it's just about, I think it's about seeing the live show, really, and then you can make up your mind whether you care. Well, thanks so much, Florence. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 You hit me once, I hit you back You gave a kick, I gave a slap You smashed a plate over my head Then I set fire to our bed
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there a track from Florence and the Machine, Kiss with a Fist, or Fist with a Kiss. And before that, a Kiss, a Kiss of Chocolate. And before that, an interview with Florence and and the machine. Coming up, an interview with Foxy Shazam, who are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, tonight at the venue. Right now, here is a track from The Phobics. As mentioned in the Florence in the Machine and the Machine interview, they're from Deptford, Fun City, London, United Kingdom. Here is their track called Down and Out in Deptford. was Midnight Milkshake by The Phobics, not Down and Out in Deptford. Hopefully, this will be Down and Out in Deptford.
down and out in Deptford by the Phobics from Deptford, Camberwell, South London. Before that, more Phobics with Midnight Milkshake. And before that, an interview with Florence and the Machine from Camberwell, South London. Coming up, an interview with Foxy Shazam from Cincinnati, Ohio, playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But right now, here's some Flossie and the Unicorns, led by Miss Pussycat and Queentron, Flossie and the Unicorns. just about springtime, Stinger? Why, yes, Sparky, it is almost springtime. Soon, I will have to take care of the vibrant flowers to grow here in the forest. The Bumblebee Mountain Sweethearts and I have a lot of honey to make. Roof, roof. Are you going to the big spring break party? Mm-hmm. My band is going to play, and the bees are going to bring some sweets and pastries that we make with our honey. Roof, roof. I have to go wash my antennas now and get ready for work. The bees are doing a big rain dance today to summon Thundercloud. The flowers are thirsty. Roof, roof.
Let's grab balls with pollen in the hive now. One by one. <laughs> this honey is going to be the best we ever made. And the bees went off to sleep. Then a monster came up and stole their hive. Did you hear about the missing honey hive? Ruff, ruff. Meow, meow, meow. Man, I really wanted some of that honey to make beauty cream out of. Curses. What could have happened to it? You know, I have a strange feeling about this. Sometimes when I crawl around in the forest at night, I feel like something is watching me. Well, someone must have stolen it. Roof, roof. Or, or something. What if a hungry monster took it? Oh, no. The forest is haunted by monsters. Latifa, the queen bee. The evil monster stole our hive because he is jealous of the bees. He doesn't know the secret formula for making his own honey. Get my hive back, back. The bee's secret formula is to sing and dance. The bee's secret formula is to sing and dance. Honey comes from us. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Flossie and the Unicorns, featuring Miss Pussycat and... Quintron. And joining us on the phone right now is a gentleman who is playing tonight at the venue in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with his band. And who do we have on the line right now? Who are you? Hi, Nardwar. This is Eric from Foxy Shazam. Eric Nally. I'm the singer of Foxy Shazam. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Eric. Good to be here, man. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Eric, who else is in Foxy Shazam, and when have you been here before? Well, we were here, I think, I can't I can't remember the exact months, but we were here for the first time a couple months ago. It was probably about four months ago. We have six members in our band. We have a trumpet player, Alex. We have a guitar player, Lauren. Bass player, Daisy. A piano player, Sky. And a drummer, Aaron. I, myself, is a singer, Eric, and uh, we've been here once before, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had on tour. I bought a painting from a bum on the street, and it's hanging above my bed now, 
it's uh, so I brought a piece of Vancouver home with me when I when I was here last time, and it it's awesome. I wake to it, wake up to it every morning. And you are Eric from Foxy Shazam, aka D'Artagnan. You are also known as D'Artagnan, aren't you? Oh yeah, you you got. I I, I guess you you've talked to Meatloaf, maybe. <laughs> What can you tell the people about D'Artagnan, Meatloaf, Eric, and Foxy Shazam? What can you tell the people about that? Well, I mean, I, I was called in to write um, two two new. So I, I wrote two new songs for Meatloaf's uh, record that's coming out. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but very soon in the near future. No, I have to stop you for a second. That is quite a statement, isn't it, Eric? I just yeah. was called to write two songs for Meatloaf. I mean, that is quite a statement to stay, isn't it? Yeah, that, I mean, it was great. It was it was one of the, the the coolest experiences of my life. You know, not a lot of people can say that, and for him to be such a big inspiration for me, that it was, you know, it meant that much more. You know, it was just, it was great, and I met a lot of good people during that experience. Um, I, I co-wrote the two songs with Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. Have the songs been released? Can we hear them? I don't think they have yet, no. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the whole thing, but I know that his album isn't out yet, and, and they're they're keeping it on, you know. It's, uh, it's definitely not out yet, and I don't know. I, I'm sure it'll be out in the near future, but I, the tracks are called California Isn't Big Enough and Love Is Not Real. Just wondering, Eric, if people want to hook up with Meatloaf, how do they hook up with Meatloaf? In your case, it was Rob Cavallo. Thank you, Rob Cavallo, right? Yeah, Rob Cavallo was, um, well, actually, our management got a hold, just called me out of the blue one day and said, hey, um, I think this would be a good opportunity for you. You want to do it? You know, Meatloaf wants some writers to, to come out and help help do some stuff with them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I uh, flew out to Rob Cavallo's where he was doing, who's producing the new Meatloaf. And um, spent spent a couple weeks there with him and, and, and meet. And we just, we wrote and did all, a bunch of stuff and uh, met a bunch of awesome people and had, a, had an awesome time. And then that put me in touch with Rob, who actually produced a song on our album. Foxy Shazam's new album. So thank you, Rob Cavallo, but also thank you, Gordon Lightfoot, right? Thank you, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, I love Gordon Lightfoot. He's, he's one of my biggest, biggest inspirations. Um, my mom used to play him all the time as a kid, and he's just been a huge influence to my life. And every time I hear any of his songs, it just takes me back to a certain point in my life with, when I was a kid. Did you hear that rumor a little while ago that Gordon Lightfoot had passed away? Yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't. I didn't believe it. Is it? It's not true, is it? No. Thank God. And you are Eric from Foxy Shazam, and Eric from Foxy Shazam from Cincinnati, Ohio. Who were the Maladroids? The Maladroids is a band that our piano player Sky White was a part of uh, back in the day before Foxy Shazam. It's actually. 50% of the band is his family. He plays with his dad and his brother. They're all he has he comes from a very musical background and a very musical family. So they're they're always playing shows, these weird shows at like crazy just crazy places, uh, coffee shops and weird little like high school things and but it's really cool because it's just something that he does with his family. It's great it's, surf music too. It's like surf rock. Yeah, it is. It's great. What made it be surf rock? Was his dad in his band before that? Was he in surf bands ever? Well, Sky is actually really heavily influenced by surf rock. He that's what he first kind of origin like 
that's where his origin is from. It's, it, yeah, I think his dad was definitely a surf rock kind of guy back in the day, and that's just what he was raised on. And you know, and he started getting into classical and then jazz. So that's where he started. That's where his roots are, is surf rock. Erica Foxy Shazam, there's an insane picture of you that you posted on your Facebook of you hanging upside down in Pontiac, Michigan. Where was that? Was that Pontiac, Michigan? What was going on there? How high up were you? I would say it was probably about 20 feet up. And before I did that, I told the crowd, I'm going to die. So please enjoy this because it's the last time you're ever going to see me alive. Uh, and I was sure I was going to die. I was sure that was just a little cable. I don't know how how I'm still here, but I guess I'm just I, I'm meant I'm meant for more. I, my story didn't end there. Uh, it was you- really scary. As soon as I got up there, I, I was I immediately regretted it. How would, I got, you, how would you describe it, just for the people that haven't seen the photo? What is going on there, Eric? Well, I threw my mic cable over the over this. It was it was a very tall ceilings, probably about twenty feet high. There was a cable connecting the the PA speaker to wherever it was plugged in. It went into the ceiling somewhere. I don't know, but I threw my mic cable with my mic on it. I grappling hooked it. I kind of threw it over the mic. The, or over the cable and then pulled the other side down and then climbed up my mic cable and latched my legs around uh, this this big power cable and just swung there. And I, I was ready for it to break. I, I, I said my prayers. I was completely ready to go, but I, I was, I'm still here. How did the fans react when you said, I'm about to die? Because you have great fans. Don't they come to your gigs with socks filled with mayonnaise? Uh, they didn't. They didn't react negatively. They actually um, encouraged it, which is something that is weird to me. But I guess uh, I'm an entertainer, so that's what I have to do. It's 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 entertaining when people see danger. Danger is entertaining, and it's just something I have to do. I signed up for it when I started this whole thing. Eric from Foxy Shazam. Was there any mayonnaise in socks? Was there a fan that brought a sock with mayonnaise? I don't think so. I, not that I know of. Maybe I, I haven't. I haven't heard. I know I got hit in the head with a sock full of silver dollars. Where was that? That was in a. Oh, that was in Tallahassee, Florida. With silver dollars, how much? Uh, I don't know. I didn't count it. As soon as it hit me, it busted everywhere, and they just rolled all over the place. But I knew it was silver dollars because I found one or two laying on stage after the show. When I think of mayonnaise, I think of chili, kind of. Where is the good chili in Cincinnati? You've said that there's good chili in Cincinnati. Eric from Foxy Shazam from Cincinnati. Well, chili, actually, Cincinnati is the chili capital of the world. Uh, we, we have a secret recipe in our chili. It's all over Cincinnati. You can find it anywhere. There's so many different little specialty shops that specialize in giving out chili. And uh, we, we put chocolate in our chili. We put cocoa and we put... Uh, just cinnamon. There's cinnamon and cocoa, and it's a really unique experience. If there's vegetarian chili for those of you that don't eat meat, and there's a uh, there's there's chili with beef in it. There's all types of things. There's so much different chili, and Cincinnati is definitely the place to go if you if you want if you have a chili craving. How about Italian food? That Padrino Italian. You like that, don't you? There, Eric. I, 
Padrino's is the best restaurant in Cincinnati, as far as I'm concerned. They have the best pizzas in the world. And um, for me, food is a lot like music. I love music. It's been my passion ever since I was a kid. But food is, is almost... It just—it's—it's it's almost identical to the way that music makes me feel. When I put on a good song, I get tingles and I get tears behind my eyes, and I just get this feeling. I can't describe it, and there's no words to describe it. But the same thing happens to me when I bite into a good piece of pizza or, or anything for that matter. That's why touring is so cool because I, I test the different cultures and I can taste them, and, and it's just so awesome. Eric from Foxy Shazam playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the venue. What is Golden Corral and how did it inspire a song? Golden Corral is actually a, a buffet um, that a lot of families go to after church. Ohio is, is the, the top part of the Bible Belt, and a lot of people are very religious there. And so church is a big thing on Sunday. And after church, I went to high school. I was one of three white kids in my whole school. So I had this whole, this whole like, African-American culture that inspired me through my whole childhood. And I, 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 I wouldn't be who I am today without it. And a lot of the people from my school would go to church every Sunday, and then they would meet at this Golden Corral, them and their parents, the teachers, everybody. We would all meet at this Golden Corral. And it was just like a, I don't know, it's just like a little Midwest restaurant that it's a chain, but I don't think it's too many other places than the Midwest. And it's a big place after church. Everybody goes there after church. It's packed, and um, they're all dressed up, but it's like this really casual restaurant. So it's, it's just, it was just a, a really cool place. And it was, I spent a lot of time there with a lot of my, um, with a lot of my schoolmates and my teachers and my family and everything. And it was just a really inspiring place for me. What particular song did it inspire? Did it inspire a particular song on a new album? Yeah, uh, not on the new album. It's actually on our our previous album, Introducing. And it's called, the song is entitled A Black Man's Breakfast. And you are Eric from Foxy Shazam playing That's me. tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Cincinnati. It's an interesting place. King Records was from Cincinnati. James Brown, Bootsy Collins, all sorts of interesting stuff. But what I find is fascinating is Seymour Stein worked with King Records as a teenager. Did he tell you about this? Because I think he signed you guys. No, I didn't know about that at all. I've met Seymour once or twice, um, very briefly. I know that he... um, you can sense the history when you shake his hand. You just feel this electricity coming through you, and you know that he has everything to do with music in the past. You know, you just you just sense it. And he's a very respectable man, and I'm honored to be a part of his company and his his beliefs and everything that they support. It's amazing. And I had no idea he was a part of uh, that whole thing. In Cincinnati, you got to ask him about that. As a teenager, as a teenager... Yeah, it's great. What did he what did he do again? I think he was like a record rep or something with King Records out of Cincinnati as a teenager helping with the record company King. Wow, that's amazing.
And you are Eric from Foxy Shazam from Cincinnati. And Eric, continuing on here with Seymour Stein, has he seen anyone act the way you act on stage in all his years? What did he say to you about swallowing cigarettes? Because there are clips out there on the internet, and I actually saw you in person at South by Southwest this year swallow like five cigarettes, five lit cigarettes on stage. Like you're smoking, but you actually swallowed the cigarettes. Has Seymour Stein seen this anywhere else? What did he say about this? I don't know. I actually haven't been able to have a chance to talk to him with about it personally, but I do know that um, Warner Brothers is very proud of, of our band because there's something, as far as Sire Records goes, they prided themselves in just raw punk rock, you know, with the Ramones and, and the Talking Heads and, and just all these different artists that that stood for that era and 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 there was an energy about it and there was like this this carelessness but not not in a not in a business way but in an entertainment way there was just this this way about the artists that they had back in the day and i know that they're very proud of us because there hasn't there no one just i feel like they believe in us in the right way like we we are here to breathe a, a breath of fresh air back into the the way that people perform on stage and the way that bands just we were born as entertainers it's a way that we came out of our mothers and uh it's just we're natural born entertainers some people are natural born killers some people are natural born philosophers some people are natural born painters and and doctors, but we are natural-born entertainers. But what about the fresh air, Eric? Like, for instance, here in Vancouver, no smoking in the venues. How do you deal with smoking when there's no smoking allowed? And also, could you describe to people what it's like to swallow cigarettes? Like, for instance, your keyboardist, Sky, he eats cornbread, but you eat cigarettes. I'm not joking. You Could you describe this to the listeners, please? Yeah, I mean it's it's horrible. It's one of the worst things in the, in the world. And every time I do it, I'm like, why do I do this? And then I remind myself, I'm doing it to get attention. I want attention. I want as much attention as I can get. And eating cigarettes is definitely one of the avenues that a person could take for getting uh, an efficient amount of attention. And it's a horrible experience. You should never do it. I used to smoke, but uh, I ate a cigarette, and now I, I, I won't. I won't. I won't have anything to do with a cigarette unless I'm eating it on stage for attention. It's horrible. Have you dealt with any of the non-smoking policies at clubs? How do you deal with that? Well, the reason, the way I deal with it is I do it anyway, and that just gives me even more attention because people know that it's, I'm not supposed to be doing that. And like I said, danger is something that people are very highly entertained by, and I think um, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to do it anyway. Call the cops, and I'll get arrested and get even more attention. And you are Eric from Foxy Shazam. And Eric from Foxy Shazam... Ocho Cinco, he's from Cincinnati. Ocho Cinco, has he come to any of your gigs at all? Ocho Cinco. He hasn't lately. He hasn't ever before, but he is an amazing person. I I consider him, a, a, I feel like he is a rock star. He, he's not a football player. He's a rock star. He's a great football player, but in his heart, he just he just has this energy and this, oh, it's, it's just awesome. I'm so happy to, to for him to represent Cincinnati. It's like he's he's just he's just crazy, and I love that. I can't wait to meet him. I, I would love for him to come to a show. I would love for for um, for for our songs to be played at a Bengals game or something that you know. 
Eric from Foxy Shazam, my friend Luke from the band The Value Village People, The Value Village People, he said, I have to ask you if I'm talking to Eric from Foxy Shazam, Cincinnati, about WKRP. I'm sure you get quite a few questions about WKRP in Cincinnati, but is there anything left from WKRP in Cincinnati out there that somebody visiting Cincinnati can actually see? For instance, they mention on WKRP that it's filmed in the Flim building, or they mention they're in the Flim building. It's an art deco building they saved. Does that actually exist? They go to, like, Bucky's Bar. Does any of this sort of stuff actually exist at all? Do you have anything knowledge of this? I don't, actually. I've never heard of anything like it. I've never even heard of the radio station. WKRP. Huh. The TV show. Oh, the TV. Oh, no. I... I have no idea. I've heard of Bucky's. I've heard of that before. I've seen some stickers around town, but I've never been there myself. And that WKRP is something I've never, I've never even heard of. Well, that's great, though, that Bucky's may be an actual bar. That's going to make him very happy. And Eric from Foxy Shazam, what about Jerry Springer? He was the mayor at one time of Cincinnati. That's quite incredible. Yeah, Cincinnati is a very. It's cool because it's it's a very bizarre place. People, there, I, I haven't met one person from Cincinnati that I didn't think was different from anywhere else I've met. You know, like you know, I've, I've toured the country. I've toured other countries. I've, I'm here now. Like I do, I've seen a lot of places and and I've met a lot of people. And Cincinnati is a very unique place, and I didn't realize that until I spent a lot of time elsewhere. But. It really is, and, and I, I, I'm very happy. To, I'm very proud to be from there. Larry Flint is actually from there, too, and uh, um, that's, a, that's, that's another bizarre person that is, is cool to represent the city. Have you guys got any reviews in Hustler? Because I know some bands do get reviewed in Hustler, like they actually do music reviews. Not yet, but you know what? I haven't thought of that until now, and that's an extremely good idea. I think I'll, I'll look into that. That would be amazing. I think Bootsy Collins hangs around Cincinnati as well, doesn't he? Bootsy Collins. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Bootsy, Bootsy Collins goes to... We have, there's a thing in Cincinnati every year called the CEA, is the Cincinnati Entertainment Awards. And Bootsy represents it. You know, he's there all the time. You know, I've run, I've run into him a few times. Never really got the chance to really sit down and talk to him. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to be. Uh, you know, I, I want, I want to work to represent that city as much as I can. And I know he's done a good job at that too. So maybe sometime down the line we can get together and share our experiences with, um, with Cincinnati and, and just, get, just talk. And you are Eric from Foxy Shazam, playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the venue. And it is an early show as well. Doors at 7 o'clock at the venue here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And continuing on, on the talk about Cincinnati, I have to bring up Kurt Fraser, who was a hockey player from Cincinnati that played with the Vancouver Canucks that is famous for fighting after a fight under the stands. Like he fought some players on the ice, and then afterwards he ended up with fighting the same player under the stands. That was pretty amazing. Have you heard of Kurt Fraser? Because I do know that you're into hockey, and how did you get into hockey? Well, my wife is actually from Philadelphia, so she's a big Flyers fan. She's she's uh, she she loves hockey. It's her favorite sport. We got season tickets to the Cyclones, who is like a um, you know they're they're, they're uh, what what's the the it's not NHL. What's the one under that? Well, it could be 
AHL? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, the Cyclone, Cincinnati Cyclone. We got tickets to that, and it's it, it's great. And 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 um, I have heard of that guy, and and I, I it's another another person. It's very proud. I think that's awesome that he fights people after fights. So so awesome. Eric from Foxy Shazam, I saw you perform at South by Southwest, as I mentioned, 2010, at the Dirty Dog Bar with Courtney Love. You played with Courtney Love at the Dirty Dog Bar. I just loved it, Courtney Love, and you played the Dirty Dog Bar. Yeah, it's cool. Kind of. It's, it's appropriate. I saw your entire set. It was incredible. I saw a bit of Courtney's set, and then I went outside to wait for Courtney back in the alley. But it turned out at the end of the gig, what happened? She didn't leave out the back. She ran out the front and then jumped in a cab. Something wild happened there. What happened at the end of that gig? Well, I can't say for sure. I know that she was, um, you know, this is, this is her, she hasn't done a lot. You know, obviously, she the whole has been kind of um, MIA for a while. So, so this is kind of her first. She's she's getting back in the groove, and and sometimes that can be hard. So it might have just been a little stressful for her to kind of deal with that whole thing because that that all that was all for her. Everybody, everybody there was for her, and 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 she she's a she's a she's got you know she's another person that has so much history surrounding her, and she deserves every little bit of um. Everything she's got, but but like I said, this is kind of her, her, her. her uh, she's she's coming back around. So for a long time, she she's been she's been hibernating. So uh, I, I think it was just overwhelming, and you know I don't really know too much. I didn't get a chance to talk to her, but I know that um, security was crazy at that show because Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey were there and. On top of that, Courtney Love and everything. It was just, it was, it was a really intense experience, experiment, experience that whole show. Well, I remember after the gig, I was with the band the Oxymorons. Oh, okay, yeah. From Queens. The oxymorons. I was just hanging out and looked. There was Woody Harrelson. We got a photo with Woody Harrelson. It was like no problem. But for Courtney Love, the security was like running around the building looking for her. Like, where's Courtney? Where's Courtney? They couldn't find her because she just like ran out the front door and jumped in a cab. It was like an insane scene. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, you know, she she uh, she definitely likes to to make an ex- an exit, an, an entrance, and an exit. How many? gigs did you do with her in United Kingdom, Eric? Because Foxy Shazam played with Courtney Love in the United Kingdom. Yeah, we did one we went did one tour one show with her in London and that was their first show back on the scene. Uh, and it was amazing. We played this awesome, huge, old-looking opera playhouse. It was it was awesome. It was sold out. It was it was brilliant and you know that was the first time I met Courtney and, and like I said, she's got so much history, and it's just really intriguing to talk to her. And um, and you know, we know we know mutual. We have mutual friends because her management is the same as ours. So we uh, it's great. I mean, she's she's an awesome person, and her band's great. And and I um, I'm very supportive of her comeback. I think it's going to be great. Eric from Foxy Shazam. What can you tell the people about Michael Jordan's bathwater? Michael Jordan is my biggest inspiration. Uh, he is someone I aspire to be he, it, it, in my own way. 
Um, I want to someday be the Michael Jordan of rock and roll. That's when. That's why in a lot of our artwork you'll see a basketball, because that's that's just a symbol. I don't really like basketball. I'm not a big fan of basketball, but it's just Michael Jordan. He he's a magical person. He's a great basketball player. There's there's tons of other great great basketball players, but no one can deny that there's just something special about him. He was born to do that, and he can literally. He just literally has something that other. The, the others don't, and I want to be that someday. I know I'm a long way from it, but someday I will be the Michael Jordan of rock and roll. Specifically, though, his bathwater, like you mentioned, his bathwater. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine what he could, what, what would, you know, a, a bathwater is kind of a symbol of someone cleansing themselves, and whatever was on them is left over, like a snake. Like a snake is a part of, 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 of so many different religious beliefs and, and so many different, like, the way the, everything that has to do with the way that mankind originated, there's always a snake involved, and in it. it's because a lot of people consider a snake to be just it, it, like it would shed its skin, it would shed its old skin, it would become new again. So I think bathwater, in a way, is just is someone shedding their skin, you know, it's just, and then becoming new again. And, and I think bathwater is a very magical thing because it's almost like. Um, everyone's experience throughout the day you know you're washing the day you're washing everything off you that you experienced as far as just you know it's kind of a weird weird concept but it's just something that i think uh is a, is a magical thing just like a snake sheds its skin we take baths and eric from foxy shazam also bath water is kind of smelly and you love smells don't you the smell of your dad after he cut grass inspired another song didn't it yeah a lot of the album was based off of things that trigger memories for me a lot of which were smells smells and uh tastes like i said before food is a big part of of my life and it makes me feel the same way that music does and so do smells you know the senses i'm a very very keen to senses and and everything is uh just you know the, the smells the way my dad smells the way burning wood smells it just all just reminds me of certain times in my life so winding up here eric from foxy shazam playing here tonight in vancouver british columbia canada at the venue Eric from Foxy Shazam, how is black mascara important to your mustache? Oh, I'll tell, that's a good question. I'll tell you why. Because for some reason I was born with dark hair on my head, but my face is is blonde. My my mustache is blonde, my soul patch is blonde, my eyebrows are blonde. I put black mascara in my mustache every morning. As with my eyebrows, my my soul patch, my eyelashes, I do that every morning when I wake up to make it match my hair, and it makes me feel more confident. And I get the waterproof kind, so that way I don't sweat it out when I'm on stage. Eric from Foxy Shazam, we're going to end now with Unstoppable. You recorded this LP with Feldman, didn't you? Mr. Feldman, John Feldman, right? Yep, you got it. He loves ska. However, he was at one time in metal bands. Did he ever talk about his metal past in Electric Love Hog? He, he sure did. He sure did. Uh, John has a very interesting past. Um, he's very much a part of animal rights movements. He's, he's got the whole 
Goldfinger, you know, he's and he's he's had a wild history with the whole electric love hogs. He, he's a, he's one of my best friends, and uh, he always will be. And he's, you know, uh, opened, I've opened up to him many times, and uh, every time I learn something new about him and. Electric love hogs is definitely one of my favorite things I've learned about John Feldman. <laughs> what did he say about the electric love hogs? They did quite a few gigs, didn't they? The electric love hogs. He, he you know, electric love hogs is it's it's the first band that he was in, I believe, and it was when he was a teenager. And if you would see some of the pictures that he had from those days, you would crack up. It's a hilarious mullet. Uh, Sleeveless shirt, jean shorts. It's it's crazy. Eric from Foxy Shazam, here we have Unstoppable. We're going to play Unstoppable. What can you tell the people about Unstoppable? Do you guys, do you you remember a song called by Chumbawamba called I Get Knocked Down? (laughs) Of course I do. Okay, well, when I, I, I love the fact also that Chumbawamba began as like an anarchist punk band and it took them, say, like 12 years to have a billboard hit and they didn't even like intend it to be a billboard hit. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're an amazing band. I love Chumbawamba, but uh, they're very significant. That song was very significant to me because I would have the hardest time in the mornings when I was in high school waking up. I'm not an early bird. My mom would come into my room every morning, say, Eric, get up. Then she'd go away. Five minutes later, Eric, get up. Eric, get up. Eric, get up. She'd, she'd say it a million times. I could never get myself up. I was never very motivated in the mornings for, to get up and go to school. But she would finally get me up. We'd get in the car, and she'd play that song for me. And it's, it's, it's kind of a cheesy memory, but for some reason, that's all. It inspired me, and it, and it, it, um, it motivated me. And I wanted to write a song like that. Because what it did for me was every time I would be in the car half asleep, she'd play that song. And it's as cheesy as it was uh, for her to do that. It just it got me excited, and I got motivated, and, and I, I got through the day. And uh, so, uh, you know, Unstoppable is just a very motivational song, and it, and it, it supports people to do something very big, like win the Super Bowl or, or, you know, conquer the world. Whatever you need that song to do. Uh, you should play it before you're you're getting ready to do something you really want to do, and hopefully that it'll inspire you. That's what I wanted to do, and that's why I wrote it. And we have one ticket, so you and a guest can get in free tonight to go see Foxy Shazam. All you got to do, first caller through to 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. We'll put your name on the guest list. It's an early show tonight, right, at the venue in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, an early show, right, Eric? Yep, you got it. 7 p.m. is the doors. We'll put your name at the door if you want to go see Eric and Foxy Shazam. 604-822-2487 to the first caller that phones in. Now, Eric, why should people care about Foxy Shazam? The ultimate goal as a band and it always has been, and I'm sure you've heard it before if you read anything about our band, but I always say this, is that our ultimate goal is to be the biggest band in the world and to go down in history doing what we do. And I know we're a long way from that right now, but we're not going to die until we do. So it's important to know our band now because you can say when we do become the biggest band in the world that you knew us back in the day when we when we played the venue or when we were playing the the littlest dive bar in the corner of the country, the corner of the world, whatever, uh, you were there. You have three people sitting there watching our band. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Eric, from Foxy Shazam? 
Um, if Foxy Shazam was an animal at the zoo, we would be the ones most likely to bite your head off without even thinking about it. Well, thanks so much, Eric, from Foxy Shazam. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. Thank you. Did it did did did. Almost, Eric. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Uh, not quite. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. You were kind of on it when you said thank you. So do 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 do. Do 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 do. Is that it? Uh, almost, Eric from Foxy Shazam. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. How would you end that? Do 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 do. Ba ba 